Hello guys, Jack here from Jack Makes Happy Hour Podcast, and yes, the rumours are true, we're heading back out on tour in May 2024. 68% of the tickets are already sold out, but there are still a few left at Edinburgh, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Cardiff, Sheffield, Nottingham, Bristol, Bury, and our home city of Norwich. So, don't waste any time, grab your tickets today, and come and watch me, Alfie, and Robbie live. And me. Mainly me, Alfie and Robbie there, isn't it? Yeah. uk. See you in May. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The one where Willie walks on with like a bottle of spirits with one of those dispensing things. I don't even talk to him. I just tilt my head back, lean back, and he pours like a shot out of a swallow and carry on. I don't acknowledge he's there. <laughs> and I carry on chatting to his girl. But I actually met Fiona there. I d- have I told you before about the reasons why I shouldn't have met her? There's this nightclub that we used to go to um, in on Old Street in London called, I, think might, I don't know if it's still there or not, it's called the Aquarium. You had a swimming pool in it. And, what? And uh, hot dog, we quite often end up swimming naked in this simple this is before camera phones and it was fine and camera phones have ruined a lot of, <laughs> a lot of nudity yeah lying on this bed naked apart from a pair of women's underwear what jack mates happy half hour Hello and welcome back to Jack Mate's Happy Half Hour, the spin-off to the main show in which I sit down with my good friend and YouTube megastar, Robbie Knox, just to learn about life. Our aim is to get through 100 life lessons over time. Last week, we spoke about America. Check it out if you missed it. However, this week, we're chatting all things nightclubs, parties, boozing. I, th- I feel like last week we started with a tune. We need to think of a tune. Um... Are you having a good time? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your song? We don't have to take that. To have a good time. Good. Are you going to get some kind of um, copyright thing? <laughs> Fuck it. We don't bother about things like that over here. Robbie, um, are you much of a party animal? Were you much of a party animal? I enjoyed going out. Yeah. Um, yeah. To a degree, at uni, yeah, I did, yeah, and, and after that, I'd, I'd, I'd go out quite a lot, yeah, um, and yeah, I've, I generally have, I've preferred a house party to a nightclub. Did you? I'd say, yeah. Did you see house parties? I, I think. Do you think the traditional way people do it are in a field or a park when they when they're younger drinking? Yep. Then they progress to house parties when they get just a bit old yeah. enough to yeah. where your parents allow it when they have a weekend away. Then you get your ID. You hit 18, you can start going to 
nightclubs. So you do it all very quickly. You do all the nightclubs. And then you mellow out and you start going to bars. And then you really mellow out and you become a pub person. Do you think that's how it works? To a degree. Ooh. Yeah, no, I think so. I, th- I think probably. Um, yeah. yeah, I was always very aware that I much preferred sitting down at a pub. The worst the worst place, you know when you go to those bars, I don't think they're still popular, that where everyone's just stood up and you can't really move. Yeah, shit. really loud music. Shit. I've never understood it. No, no. I don't get it, because people go there early at night before they go to a nightclub. Yep, and and in Norwich especially, those bars I find are the pretentious bars, right. so, uh, where the guys wear shirts that are two, two, two sizes too small, yeah. and, then, and they wear like chinos with boat shoes. That yeah. kind of thing. Like, I'm not sure if you're uh, if you're aware of what I'm on about. I think so. Yeah. But there's a, there's yeah. a whole load of them in Norwich. Norwich clubbing. We have w- w- it's a good nightlife in Norwich, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very good. We have a place called Prince of Wales Road. Familiar with it? Filth. Rank. <laughs> I think. Um, I, I I I don't know if this is 100 percent accurate. It was either Jeremy Kyle or Ross Kemp. And he did a documentary about the worst nightclub places or something like that yeah. the, in the UK. Prince of Wales Road, I believe, came second. That's very, very impressive. Yeah. It is It is absolutely horrible. It uh, used to have one glorious thing that might be, bef- or certainly will be before your time. It used mm. to have a place there. It's still a takeaway place, but it's not the same. It used to be called Bobby Chef's. Oh. And it was a little um, uh, sort of... I'm going to say Chinese, um, although I'm not certain it, it stuck purely to the Chinese food. <laughs> yeah. food it was a sort of general general um, Eastern um, food vendor. And mm. um, it was £3.50. Yeah. And what you got in that, you got there were loads of different dishes. You might get like sweet and sour chicken balls or yeah. something like that. You get loads of different sort of things like, like that. So it's like a, one of those polystyrene things that had two small sections, a big section. Got yeah. So you had for the big section, you had the choice of uh, rice, noodles, or chips. Right. Or you can have a combination. You go like half noodles, half chips. Full of carbs. And then two of the other pots in there, £3.50. Sounds Absolutely. amazing. Got, like, great night out. Good price. As well. good, good. That's the night out. Well, great night out ender. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was something I was going to ask you later on, but we, we've if, if that's a road we want to cross this early, we'll cross it. We'll do it. We'll we, it's our show, Robbie. Bad boys. <laughs> we don't play by the rules. Yeah. Bad boys after last week saying about how we smoked or how I smoked two <laughs> weeds. <laughs> um, the old Mary but, Jane. <laughs> Best um, best end of night food when you're boozed up. It's got to be a kebab. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, lots of things are good, but can't, it's got to be a kebab. Yeah. Often I'm far too drunk to eat. I just pass out. Like, I, I do, however, live next to a Domino's that's open until 4am. Yeah. That's a lot to eat though. It's a lot a bit of a weight as well. You got to wait. For yeah, it. it's true. But what I do is if I'm walking home, I'll order it on the walk home for that's, delivery. That's and usually I, this, we, we, we arrive at the same time. This, I'm aware this podcast is very Norwich centric. Um, is that a phrase? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's not I, a phrase people use. We don't talk about Norwich centric, <laughs> but the word centric is a word. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, however, I've got to say my go-to um, drunk food is there's a place in Norwich called Caspian's. Dirty little takeaway shop. Whereabouts is it? Um, it's at the. It's in the cut through between Prince of Wales Road and the waterfront. That long okay, road yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they do a very, very good. Garlic mayo chicken wrap, I'll have you know. Wow, that does sound really good. Brilliant. They put so much garlic mayo in it. It's it, it's unreal. Have you ever been um, got been drunk and got the taxi driver on the way home to spin through the McDonald's drive-thru? Nope. Done that plenty of times. 
well really, good. I don't really, I don't really go to McDonald's. Much. Do you I not? I don't really like it very much, no. Wow. I went there with Blue Van Man for a video. Did you? Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen that yet. What did you What did you get? We had like, it was some kind of wrap. It was surprisingly nice. Yeah. Actually, some kind of spicy chicken wrap. Not the veggie one. Nope. Um, went through that, but no, I don't really, I never crave a McDonald's. And when I have McDonald's, I generally feel sad that I had a McDonald's afterwards. Do you? Yeah. I tell you what, I tell you, like, the only thing I do have is I will have just a plain hamburger. Oh. If I'm quite, if I'm hungry, yeah. I know I'm going to be eating dinner later. Yeah. That's quite a good, just one hamburger. Be L- enough to sort of little ninety nine p job. Yeah, why not? Why not? What kind of partier? I think you already said it because you like you said you like to sit down. But I was going to say I feel there's different types of partiers. So what? you have the the dancer, mm-hmm. you have the chancer, who's <laughs> trying to. Pull, pull the ladies. This sounds like the start of like a Brit film where they're having like listen to the characters. <laughs> yeah. The shit freezes. The chance <laughs> or a Ladbrokes or, ad. Yeah, 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 or a WKD advert. <laughs> or you have um, the 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 person that chats. The chatter. I couldn't think of one that rhymed. Okay. What's the what's the chance though? Is it, so, uh, uh, the, the romancer, the yeah, like yeah. trying to get the ladies. So, uh, back in the day, not so much now, but I had friends that were very very like they had to. They had to really go out to pull. Yeah. If they didn't pull, the night out was a shit night out. Luckily, I've never been that way inclined. Really haven't. But I, I, I've definitely, yeah. certainly have, have friends in my friendship group who are like that. What, what were you? Were you a talker? Were you a, uh, like... I think it depends on the on the occasion. Does like it? Sometimes you might go out to, to meet a lady. Of course, yeah. Uh, sometimes you might... Oh, you can combine the two in a night. You can talk early on. <laughs> then, you, then you can do this. We did have one night. I remember when I first moved to London, I was working at a TV studio and I was on £10,000 a year. Right. Which wasn't a lot of money to live in London. No. On. My like, take-home pay was only like 600 quid a month. Yeah. Yeah. Which wasn't low. Yeah. <laughs> like that. No. So you got to pay rent out of that. That's and, a and struggle. Yeah. Um, so we were pretty poor. My friend, who was living in Norwich, he'd come down to London and mm. we are on a night out. My friend Jack was there and my, bro- my brother as well. And um, we've been drinking. All, I'd taken the afternoon off work. We were drinking all afternoon. Go there, and we'd, and we'd put put money in, and, and probably like spending like fifty quid it was like a massive night out yeah. for us. Like a real, it was like a big, big commitment. That mm. uh, this would have been about like two thousand. And so we were we were drinking, um, drinking going around there. Eventually, we, we were going to this this nightclub that we used to go to um, in on Old Street in London called I think it might, I don't know if it's still there or not it's called the Aquarium and he had a swimming pool in it and, what and a hot dog and he quite often end up swimming naked in this swimming pool this is before camera phones and it was fine and camera phones have ruined a lot of, <laughs> a lot of nudity yeah. uh, on nights out um, and so um, and we were sort of heading vaguely towards that we've been out all day and um, we'd put money in the whip but I think hadn't got any money with him so we'd all put our money in he was going to add it later on so we got towards we were running out of our 50 quid that we'd all put in and so he went off to go and get some money with my brother uh, i think and i think jack and i were in the in the, the bar and he and they came back and we went to they came over and said oh, did, you, did you get any money he went, sort of i said i like what do you mean he went, well i went to the cash machine to get money out he goes and there was just like money sticking out of it and he goes i looked around to see if anyone was there wow and there wasn't anyone there and I didn't, and I couldn't get money out without putting my, I couldn't put my card in to get money out. So, so I've just got this money. I went, how much money is it? He goes, £280. What? I went to, and for us, that was like an insane amount of money. That was like finding like two grand. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was, it was like, a, I don't, like, that was like a third of, more, like over a third of my yeah. monthly wage or thing. That was yeah. like my rent. So I, I believe it. we looked at this, we're going like, wow, we just sort of sat in this bar. 
and, and we were sat in a pub in Old Street. We're going, wow, that's, that's mental, isn't it? Yeah, he goes, we just put it on the table like that. We're going, what are you going to do with it? He goes, I don't know. Go, you could take your girlfriend away for a nice holiday with that. Well, couldn't you? Went, yeah, no, no, I could, yeah. Yeah, we were actually going to get a nice little break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went, yeah, for a bit. yeah, he goes, we could just spunk it now. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. let's do that and within like 30 seconds we had like vodka ripples bottles of champagne like that and we'd always said like if we were rich we'd be really good at being rich yeah. we? and this is our chance to prove it Yeah. And we were, so we went into this club and Mark was going there with like 10 pound notes giving them to girls go there you go have that just walking out this bought like bottles of champagne so at one point we actually knocked a bottle of champagne off the table could we bother to pick it up <laughs> <laughs> so we just left it there I got another one like that. we woke up um, the next the next morning um, supposed to be staying around my house in, in Battersea mm. and um, and he, he I woke up in my bed and I was like oh I don't remember much of this in my pocket like couldn't in my pocket literally all I had all we had were two champagne corks left from the night out class and enough money, and two copies of Bomb Funk MC's Freestylers <laughs> that we bought, and enough money for breakfast. I don't know where we got these copies. I don't know where we found a shop that sold Bomb Funk MC's Freestylers. That's date trip. Um, uh, uh, at the time. That's incredible. Uh, and I couldn't find So I phoned up. Um, I should remember my friend Speedo must have been there, I think. I phoned up, I phoned up my mate, say, oh, um, is, have you seen Because he's not, he's not here. Yeah. And I went, oh, no, but. Um, his housemate was going out with this girl who lived in my house. I said, try her room because she's over here. So I went down there, was lying on this bed, naked, apart from a pair of women's underwear. What? His genitals hanging out the side. I went, oh, mate, I went, mate, what are you um, doing? Went, oh, sorry, mate. Just pulled the blanket over him. Like, that was what the problem was. Again, and I don't really know where. And I've, I've mentioned this since. I went, why were you... Um, <laughs> why were you wearing women's underwear? He goes, I don't know. I said, I said, was it like your girlfriend's or did you just like found them in the room? Because. I don't know, mate. I genuinely don't know. I don't know why I was wearing them. That so, would eat at me alive. That's something yeah, I need to know the answer to. Yeah. Mm. So you met... Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it? His career has not yeah. gone the way. He's not, the man that, he's not now a man in society who you would expect to be doing these things. That's brilliant. Um, was Gavin on the night out? Uh, Gavin wasn't on the night I, I don't think we mentioned Gavin in the American episode. Yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. Okay, good. Right at the start. Um, right okay, at the start. Good, I think. good, good. Um, um, but but uh, no, Gavin wasn't on the night out. But um, but Mark also was it on that night out? I've, I've just forgot what I was going to say. I've Here got. You, you know, you said about the two hundred eighty quid. Oh, look, I've just remembered quickly. Go on. on the same night. That night, um, it was either that night or another night. We'd been to the aquarium, and we'd um, we'd quite often end the evening. <laughs> Um, by buying pornography, um, in what capacity? A magazine, something sort of like he quite he quite liked it. Oh, <laughs> the more this story goes on, we might have to bleep his name. We <laughs> <laughs> really know exactly who it is. Can we just can we just start? I'll tell the story, but we definitely have to probably bleep his name throughout this whole thing. <laughs> so, you just ruin this man's yeah. life. So, um, he can't buy pornography, and um, we were walking, we were leaving this club. It was like early in the morning. There's a shell garage by Old Street. I don't know if it's still there or not. Mm. And um. This guy was outside there. This homeless guy was outside there begging. He said, "Um, and he go, I asked up some money." He goes, "Um," and he goes, uh, "He goes, I'm sorry, mate, I haven't got any money, but I'm just going to go into the garage if you want some food. I'll come and buy you some food." Right. So this guy, Mark, this homeless guy, then went round the shell garage, picking out things. Do you want a sandwich, mate? Yeah, oh. no problem. Because he only had his card, didn't have any cash. He's going, "I'll buy you whatever you want, mate." He's going, "I buy food and all this, and go, go and some drinks and and all this sort of stuff." And um, well, I went, "I'm." I'm going to buy some pornography now. He goes, do you want a porn mag? 
the guy's going, no, I'm, I'm all right. Thanks, mate. It's okay. Um, I'm just going to get one. I'm just going to get that one. As well, I'll just go around with the homeless guy. But just, there you go. There's your stuff, mate. There's my poor mug. I'll, I'll see you later. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that's that's kind of a wholesome story. It's a really nice story. Yeah. And also. It has a sinister undertone. Right. And also, we still need to believe his name. Yeah. <laughs> I've. What was I going to say? You were saying about the money. Yeah. The 280. I definitely didn't do this. Definitely didn't do this. But I found out a little... I heard on the grapevine, this was years ago when I was 18, there was a little trick you could do with cash machines. Right. People may have heard about this, right? I may have told you before. Some guy told me on a night out, I swear to God, I try, I didn't try it twice. <laughs> Apparently, if you withdraw £30, if they if it comes out in, in um, a 20 and a 10... You just take your money, right? If it comes out in three denominations of £10 notes and you keep the... Do you know what I'm going to say? You're going to get the middle one out. You take the middle one out, right? And you pull it out and then you leave the money for about 10 seconds. The machine goes beep, beep, beep and it withdraws it back into your account. But you've taken a tenner from the cash machine. Wow. Insane. I definitely didn't do that, but you definitely can't do it anymore. Okay. If, I know you definitely didn't do it, but if someone had done it, would it have worked, do you think? Uh, it would have probably worked about twice. Yeah. Okay. Like, if they tried it three times, I imagine it would have worked twice, and on the third time, it was like, oh, I think this isn't working anymore. But okay. it definitely would have worked about twice. A times. Oh, interesting. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, especially didn't try it because it sounds illegal. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, interesting. <laughs> what do you used to wear when you, when you go clubbing? When you went clubbing? Uh, I mean, there's, there's different sorts of clubs, aren't there? Mm. And I, I've never really enjoyed the dancey clubs. Occasionally. Yeah. The, the sort of, when I say the dancey clubs, I don't mean like a proper sort of dancey dance nightclub. Yeah. Because um, I'm not into drugs. No. I'm not taking a pill, <laughs> as they call it on the street. Um, a pill? A pill. A pill of... A pill of heroin weed, a magic bean. Uh, yes, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking a pill of mushroom weed. Um, so I'm not. Um, so so I've, I was never sort of into that sort of side of clubbing, but but just generally that sort of cheesy sort of nightclub where the ones where they you have to wear shoes and a shirt, yeah, like in some way that makes people well dressed in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's just yeah, like it's it's the rank place. I've never really been into those. I can, I'm always really like like the waterfront. I like an indie yeah, club type thing. The waterfront's or that sort of stuff lovely. Like that. I couldn't go. I I don't tend to go any to any places that that are kind of like formal wear. No, because then I know, I know it's not going to be for me. No, you are going to have them boys in the chinos and the boat shoes, no yeah. socks, no no. Uh, buying the, uh, the, the the champagne sparklers. Yeah, but, you could say you have to be well dressed or something yeah. like that. But having a real wear shoes, I can get shoes and trousers and a shirt. Yeah, from the charity shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, there was a, there's a place um, in Norwich that it, that is is one of these places that's very pretentious. I don't like it, but I actually met Fiona there. Oh. Um, so why you don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite weird though because. I, have I told you before about the reasons why I shouldn't have met her? But I did meet no. her. No. So the, I'm not a believer in th- everything happens for a reason, no. fate, destiny. Bollocks, yeah, right? I'd bollocks. So. Um, if I was to ever believe in a reason, this would be the closest I'd get. Yeah. So I was with Stevie, obviously um, co-host of the uh, Happy Hour show, and um, we was around his, and it, we were babysitting his nieces. It was a it was a dead night anyway. It wasn't really busy. I think it was just after Christmas or just before, and or just after. And um, we went 
we booked a taxi for about midnight, which is quite late to go out, and it didn't come. So we were waiting outside. I had to then book another one. By this point, it's about quarter to one. I'm thinking, what the, po- what the fuck is the point in going out tonight? I didn't have any money at the time. I think I was probably borrowing off him. Yeah. We, we went to our normal club. So, so the first reason is the taxi didn't come. Yeah. Usually, I'd been off. Second reason, went to our normal club, always open. For some reason, still don't know, weren't open. What was the normal club? Uh, I think it was the waterfront. Right, And this is like a Saturday night. Wow. So I don't know if they were doing a refurb or something. I cannot tell you for the life of me. I can't imagine they have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same as it was when I was there. The more likely outcome is somebody had probably died or something. Uh, And then, so I ended up, I said to Stevie, I'm just going to walk home. Walked up Prince Wales Road. He's convinced me to try and go into the club, which is, is, is called Mantra. And I said, okay, fine. Twenty pounds to get in, twenty yeah. quid. I've never heard of that in Norwich. No. So we said no. Went to walk off. Steve was like, "Fuck it, we've come all this way. I'll just get the twenty quid. We'll go in." Went in, walked down the stairs. There's two people on the because it's like half one at this point. People are going anyway. It yeah. might have been later. I don't know the details. Uh, went went on the went down. Looked on the dance floor. There's two people in it. It's dead. The DJ looks depressed. Like he's yeah. not playing to anyone. So we was about to go. And then Stevie's like, oh, let's go outside in the smoking area, see if there's anyone out there. Went out there. Fiona was just stood there on her own. Like, so, so it's weird because I'm not a, a believer in fate, no. but all of those different things could have easily just made me go, I'm fucking this off. But I didn't. I didn't. And then I ended up meeting her and then we, we got together and we've been together to this day. So That's amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like Fiona. In a similar sort of thing, not similar, but similar-ish, um, I met my wife through my friend Arthur Ramu, notorious Shrukala, and she, um, she, I was at a party years beforehand, like probably, probably about five or six years before I met Met my wife probably. Mm. There's a party. Went to a fancy dress party at my friend Arthur's house, and my wife was at the same party. And there's a photo me and my friend Speedo, and my wife's arm is in the photo. We're sat next to each other on the sofa years before we met. That's quality. Yeah, that's so good. There was. It reminds me of a story that went viral years ago of some girl. I believe she was at Disneyland. Right. She's on one of like the, like a fake dinosaur or some shit. And then there's a little boy in the background. They're probably about 10. Little boy in the background. And then when they got together and years and years later, they got married. They both had the pictures of the girl in the background of the of the boys and the boy in the background of the girls. <gasps> and they just went on holiday to Disneyland. And that's where they... So what are the odds in that? That's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah, that's I think you can Google it and, and, and find that. I want to talk about some funny kind of anecdotes from from nights out I've had. Um, I've, I've probably been more times than you recently. Yeah. I'm a, I'm more of a nightclubber than I think you probably ever were. So I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of one of the um, one of the stories more recently was I went into the waterfront and um, went upstairs for a piss as soon as I got in there, and I could hear. In the cubicle, there's just one cubicle in the in the upstairs one as well. Yeah. So the the line for that gets quite busy, and there's there's I can hear early doors. There's there's two people in there, just chatting, and I, it's always weird, isn't it? If there's two guy like two people in the thing, yeah. not because they're two guys, but because there's more than one person. Yeah. What are they doing? And um, I thought it'd be funny because I was pissed. I banged on the door and I went, "Security, what are you doing in there?" Like that. And then he's opened up the door, and I thought. Not in an arrogant way, but I thought, oh, they might see it's me and go like, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah. I'm in, mainly because I'm in that club every week. Yeah. So I imagine they, they would know of me. And they opened up the door and they went, oh, Jack. And I was like, 
all right. And I thought, this is a really weird reaction because you, you're heavily, heavily, like, just dis- disinterested. And then they went, you're not security. And I went, no. And they went, we've just flushed all of our drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt so bad. Oh, no. I was like, well, I was trying to wriggle myself out of it. So I was like, well, it's your fault. Like, you, should, you shouldn't have... Done that. Yeah. yeah, I took him to the... You shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took him to the bar and bought him a yeah. couple of drinks. So shout out if you boys listen to that. So sorry. Nice. Then then there was another time, <laughs> a couple of weeks later, one of my pet peeves, right? And I don't know if you'll agree or disagree. This might be a bit too... This might be cunty from me, but I really... I think if you're going to have gender-neutral toilets, have them. I don't give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, there's not. So there's male toilets and female toilets. That's yep. in the waterfront. Right, that's specifically yep. the place I'm talking about. I feel bad for the for the women because their queues are considerably longer than the lads' queues, yeah. right? But sometimes on the busier nights, they'll both be a lot of queues, yeah. right? And it pisses me off yeah, when the women come in the men's toilets, yeah. right, and, and and use the cubicle in there. Because if I was to do it the other way round, yes. double standards. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you on this. Okay, yeah. good. But until, if you want to make them gender neutral, don't give a fuck. But until yeah. that day. We'll stick to the rules, please. I find, and I'm not, I'm not moaning about the hard time men have, but I find when I've had kids, I remember going to take my daughter to swimming lessons, mm. and this is when she's five, yeah, right. And you've obviously then got men and women's changing rooms in this, mm-hmm. and so and this, this is at a this is at a school in the evening, so it's sort of private thing. So we take her in with her friend to go and get changed in the girls' changing rooms, yeah, and. And there's some woman coming to me saying, oh, men can't be in here. I go, well, what do you mean? And I was, I was saying, oh, I'm here with my daughter to get a change. She's not old enough at this stage to get change her own. She's with her friends. She said, yeah, no, we can't, can't be in here because you can't, can't have men around young women. I go, what you're basically saying is that <laughs> I'm a paedophile. <laughs> or what are you teaching your daughter that they should be that terrified of men. Yeah. They don't know anything. They're five. Yeah. Like that. So then I have to go and take, I'm saying, I'm really sorry, you can't get changed with your friend. You have to go into the other changing room. So I go to the men's changing room. There are women in the men's changing room changing their sons. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Because women can't be paedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. And it's, it's yeah. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Yeah. And I'm glad you agree. And yeah. and then, so I um, do, it's usually... When because... are us men going to get a break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When are we going to get a yeah. chance at life? <laughs> Yeah, when are us white middle class guys going to get a break? <laughs> and we we um, I, I went into the to the toilets again, and 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 usually like so if this happened, say for example, in a shopping mall on a Saturday afternoon, yeah. I probably wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. But because I've had a few beers, I get a bit la- loud, right? Yeah. And I can hear there's certainly more than two people in the cubicle, and I'm like, okay, right, it's a couple of guys that are probably doing drugs. I won't do the the security joke again. That, that one, bad, yeah, yeah, that one's crossed off. Uh, <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm listening out, and I can hear this girl, and she's giggling, and I'm waiting to go in there, and I'm like, "This is, this is pissing me off because, just get out." So I, I try to put on um, a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a harder voice, and I'm like, "She's taking ages, this girl as well." These guys are laughing; they're probably necking on, and I went, "Fucking hell, how long are you gonna be in there like that?" And this guy's turned back; he'll come back to me, and he went, "As long as we fucking want, fuck off." And I went, yeah, we'll fucking see about that. So I would never normally do this, but I went outside and I thought, 
if it was just two lads and they're doing their thing, the drugs, but because the girl's in there as well, and because you've been a cunt to me, I'm going to go and get the security guard. So I went and got the security I went, there's a girl in the cubicles and there's quite a few of them. And I know I'm looking like a proper snitch, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I come in and I've had my arms crossed like this. I'll be like little boffins next to the security. <laughs> and the, the, the guy's gone, open up, you're gone, you're gone. So they opened the door. It was my two cousins that I was with on, a, on, on the night out, but because I'd put on the voice, like, what are you fucking doing? And they didn't know it was me, so the door's just opened, and there's my two cousins with two girls, obviously just snogging in the toilet, and they've come out and seen me stood there, and I've gone, oh, <laughs> well, let this be a lesson yeah. to you. I like that you've appointed yourself waterfront police on multiple occasions. So I've well, had... I have no drug taking or heavy petting in my establishment. <laughs> heavy petting. Yeah, so I, I, um, yeah. I felt really bad. I had to try and convince the bouncer to let him stay. Can't, it didn't work, though. It I worked. It. Did it work? It worked, yeah. It worked, mate. I run the waterfront. I run the... There's gonna it's be weird, because a... you were banned from meth dealing for two years. Yeah, I know. I was going to tell that story, but I feel like it's been told, hasn't it, I really? So, yeah. yeah, I've told it, I've told it a few times. Um, I don't really... I don't really have anything else, really, about 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 clubbing. I, well, what what age, I guess, uh, we'll finish on. Is it? This is something I worried about a lot because, especially in my earlier twenties, I was like, I love this so much. Like, I never want to stop going clubbing. I've mellowed out a bit now. I prefer pubs. But what age would you say is unacceptable to go clubbing anymore? I think there is no age where it's unacceptable to go clubbing. Okay, or to do, any, or to do anything really. I, well, I mean. I love I love that, but that is because you're the loveliest man in the world that you've given that answer. What is society's general view on it, then? Well, do you know what? I went to Rio de Janeiro for oh, work once. Oh. Amazing. It was only for like four days. We went to bars there. And what I found amazing about Brazil was that in all the bars, there weren't bars where old people go to and young people. There'd be like lively bars and there'd be 70-year-old guys there. There'd be like 18-year-olds. That's sort of brilliant. Like that. And the whole thing, it didn't. there was no sort of... There wasn't any sort of age. No, it seemed to me anyway. Because there, there, there certainly is over here, isn't there? Yeah, there probably is. I, I, I would still happily go to the waterfront now. Yeah, um, you wouldn't look at you wouldn't look out of place in the waterfront though, because you're you're quite um quite hipster. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'd um yeah, I'd happily go to the waterfront now. And if I go when I go on holiday in a friend's holiday, when I go to Colorado two weeks ago, I will probably <laughs> go to some kind of. Uh, dancing-y type club place perhaps yeah there. I just I feel like I, I'd, I'd love to keep going until I want to keep until I decide not to but I do feel that like when you're in a club now and there's like an older bloke in there the society society's opinion thinks oh he's a weirdo do you know what I mean depends where you're going you're going to the wrong clubs then I think yeah I think if you're going to some if you're going to Mercy, yeah, <laughs> Is still there? yeah, yeah, still yeah. If you go to Mercy, yeah, probably mm. will be like that. But then I don't think you necessarily want to, yeah, go in there. I, th- I think, um, I think if you're going to a, a club that's good, a club that's there because it's got good music rather yeah. than it's a place where drunk people can take cocaine and try and finger each other, <laughs> then I think, um, I think you're you're probably be more welcome. You'll probably fit in more. There. I think you'll want to stop going before yeah. you feel that you can't go yeah definitely but there, there, there's there's an older guy in norwich i'm not i've not seen him about in a few years so i hope he's all right but um he was an old indian bloke really short bloke and um <laughs> he really looked like everyone knew him as uncle ben that's what yeah. they called him because he looked like the guy from the uncle yeah. ben and um he, he was quite old so uncle was quite a nice um title yeah. to give him and he was all and i'm talking 65 minimum 
age. And he would always be out every single weekend on it, on his own, just dancing in the corner. And I loved that. Yeah. I loved it. It never seemed weird either because he wasn't really like looking at the girls or doing anything yeah. like that. He was just it's in the great. corner, like just dancing. I thought, fair fucking play to you. My boss in Whistler in the ski resort, Willie, is by far the biggest party animal I've ever met in my life. Willie's could be anything, I would say, between 40 and 65. I've got no idea how old he is. He's, I think he's a Hawaiian type guy. And he right. basically lives this life where he was, he works in sort of um, hospitality things. He used to run the restaurant I worked in. Now he runs a bar, a really popular bar in Whistler. And he, um, he spends his winters skiing, or skiing or boarding. I'm not sure, I can't remember what he does, uh, in Whistler. Mm. And he spends his summer surfing in Hawaii. That What a life. And he just does those those two things. What a bloke. There. In between that, he'll take a little trip. You'll see photos of him in Burning Man or oh. all this like that. And this, this is a guy, I mean, I'm trying to think. When I was there, I was 21. And he, I'd say he'd have been, I guess he'd be 30s, mid, mid-30s, I'm guessing. But yeah. as I say, he's very hard to age. Yeah, yeah. He dresses yeah. quite young. He's, he's a cool guy. I imagine but him thought, wearing Hawaiian shirts because he's Hawaiian. Is that a thing that you'd ever uh, see him in? I mean, he's literally in anything. One day, I mean, bear in mind, he was the ultimate boss of of the mountain restaurant. I can't remember if I've told this. He was he was the ultimate boss of the, this restaurant there. So he was my authority figure. Yeah. Like, who's like the most senior person I would have interactions with? Yeah. And one night, and this is again why camera phones have ruined stuff. We were having a um, a drinks. We have drinks every two two weeks um, on payday in the bar. Merlin's at the bottom of the mountain at Blackcomb, and. He was there and he was dressed for no real reason I could gather. He was dressed like Tina Turner. Right. A bit like Tina. He had like the wig, he had the classic sort of thing with that big mental like different dye kind of brownish wig. Yeah. He had that sort of wig on and a, and a dress like this. And he was just sort of walking around drinking and everyone was sort of going, oh, Willie, like this, like that. He didn't really sort of reference why he was in this. But a few hours later, I was still drinking. I was a bit, bit pissed. I was around and I saw Willie walk past. He was in this bar. And he's my authority figure. And he still had the makeup and the wig and everything on. Apart from that, he was completely naked. <laughs> just walking around. He's literally Willie. See Willie's Willie. I remember just drinking out thinking, like, you were like my authority figure. You were like, looking up to. Like, you were like my, my boss. <laughs> By that point, you just think yeah. of a shit about we, the job. And one of the best parties we had when we, we did well, like different if you did well at your your restaurant, you there'd be like a reward. Like this month, this restaurant's been the best, they'll get this reward. Yeah. And and we got so they threw a party for us, and we threw, and threw it in Willie's. It was like Willie's hot tub party. And I've got footage. There's a video I've done when I went to Whistle last time. There's a few like shots of it in there, and it was the most. It was an amazing party. Looking back on it, I was, when I watched the video back, mm. what seemed completely normal at the yeah, time. Yeah, like I'm there, I'm there, like in this hot tub or, or the, the swimming pool with like girls in bikinis, just sort of chatting away. The one bit where I'm just sat there with like two girls and Pablo Escobar. Arm. Yeah, basically like that, just sort of chatting to that. At one point, Willie walks on with like a bottle of spirits, with one of those dispensing things. I don't even talk to him. I just tilt my head back. Lean back and he pours like a shot mouth and a swallow and carry on. I don't acknowledge he's there. And I like, carry on chatting to these girls. It seems absolutely, absolutely fine. Like that night, I went and I picked up a, I had the sign. I stole the sign from his swimming pool that said, don't, If you don't drink drinks by the poolside, which obviously works. <laughs> he's pouring booze into our mouths in there. I stole this and I woke up the next morning and I was like, Oh no, um, I've stolen this. I felt bad. So I took him back to him. To about the restaurant where I worked in the next day, and, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, Willie, I stole this from your your pool." Apologies. Mm. But um, so the guys I worked with went, "Yeah, you 
we went to a nightclub afterwards and you went and checked it into the cloakroom, this sign, paid like a quid or two quid, <laughs> and then took your ticket at the end and collected your sign. Afterwards. But Willie, like he was he was he's the, the the most sort of mental party I've met and he's of age of age and, 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 and carries it off well. Guitar Doug is a guy in, in Whistler. I've noticed this with you. All of the people you know, you have like an, an adjective to, to, to describe Guitar them. Guitar Doug's name was Guitar Doug. I've no, don't know that. He was billed as Guitar Doug. That wasn't on his birth certificate, was it? No, I don't know his name. He <laughs> was on posters, he'd be Guitar Doug. You mentioned someone, well, we will get to Guitar Doug, but yeah. what, what we, didn't you, in, in passing a minute ago, say Shrew Killer? Shrew. Yeah, my friend Arthur Ramu, we were on a ski trip once in, in Europe, in Leger, I think, and she'd gone outside or something like that and then someone came out and like there was like a dead shrew just next to the floor and then a rumour became that she <laughs> killed a shrew so now, and because it rhymes as well I think Arthur Ramu she killed a shrew just became a, like so when everyone mentions her I like it yeah. I like it so Guitar Rob guitar Rob Doug. Doug. Guitar Doug so Guitar Doug is now in a band called The Hair Farmers if anyone knows Whistler they're like this famous party band that have been there he was there I think he formed The Hair Farmers with another guy a year later yeah because he was solo before so when we went back last year, 20 years later, we, we went to see him and had a great time. We, we, hey, Doug, we used to see you 20 years ago and he was having a few drinks with us and we were sort of chatting and I was going, has it changed much? Here he goes, because yeah, he goes, he goes, a lot, a lot of it's changed. And we're going like, it seems the same sort of thing. Good he goes like, camera phones have fucked it. Going, like, what do you mean? <laughs> and and, we, and we're talking about, we're, oh yeah, he goes, like, he goes like, naked limbo's gone. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. I remember like, we would do, we would do like, oh, oh, topless limbo. Like we'd do, we just you'd be drinking and like you get like a limbo thing while he's playing and like guys and girls will be doing like limbo topless and goes you because you can't do that anymore because as soon as someone gets their tits out people just take photos and it's on the internet. Oh so, god! So it's, you can't do that anymore now. And I went, oh yeah, you're right. It has gone. And it really, <laughs> but a moment where we lamented the good old days where people could just limbo topless and it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. I think we always end the, the show with the moral of the story, but I think the moral of the story is that camera phones have fucked it. Camera phones have fucked it. Yeah, all of you. Yeah, there are people growing up now who are not who won't know a time where naked limbo was a, no, was a possibility. I, I missed out on that, and and I feel like I haven't lived. I haven't lived. Fuck you, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Right, this is <laughs> this has been Jack makes up. Is that your moral? <laughs> Fuck you, Steve Jobs. Oh, this has been Jack Bates Happy Half Hour. This is all this has been an episode all about clubbing clubbing. I can't speak. Clubbing and partying. Uh Robbie, thank you very much for joining me as ever. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry, I, didn't know. I thought I thought I was done speaking. I switched off mentally. Uh, we will see you next week when we will be talking and discussing the best and the worst parts of our childhood. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next Friday. Have a good weekend. Happy half hour. This was a Stakhanov production.